Welcome back to the Self-Care Bestie Podcast. I am your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, and I am so excited because today, for the first time ever on the podcast, I am joined by a great friend, um, Tina Bylas, and she is a social media manager and strategist. And we have become friends through just running an online business. And I'm so happy that you're here. Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathleen. <laughs> so I want you to just, um, before we get into anything self-care or mental health related, can you just kind of tell a little bit about yourself? Yeah, perfect. So my name is Tina and I'm a social media marketing manager and strategist. And I also do website design. So um, yeah, I live in Montreal. I'm in, from Canada. And that, that's pretty much it. I don't know. Do you need Love to know it. anything else? No, that's so good. We, so Tina and I met in a Facebook community, um, Jasmine Starr's Facebook community. And it just has yep. been so fun to connect. We have now we have a mastermind that we're a part of together. And yep. so we were chatting and we thought it would be a great idea. And I, I was so excited um, that Tina said she would like to be on the podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because you have said that in the past, you have kind of struggled with anxiety a little bit. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that has been like for you? Sure. So yes, um, it all started when I was 14 years old. Um, my anxiety, I didn't know what it was. Obviously I was I was a young teenager. I just felt like as if I couldn't breathe. And obviously my parents were worried. They didn't know what it was either. So they drove me to the hospital. And when I got to the hospital, they're like, no, you could breathe. You know, you're, you're breathing. But I'm like, there's something there. There's something I can't breathe. Something's in my throat. I don't know, you know. So before they even decided to, you know, say it's anxiety, they had to do tests, of course. Uh, they did some tests and they're like, everything's fine. You're breathing. Uh, we suggest that you, you book an appointment with your doctor uh, to do some further testing. So that was at the emergency. So then after a few days later, we did the, we booked the appointment. I went to, at the time it was the children's hospital because uh, they take you up to 18 years old. So I went there and they basically um, did all tests just to rule out if there's something there because I literally felt like something was like lodged in my throat, I swear. I felt like a cat hairball or like just something in my throat. And I had a hard time breathing and it was just like, honestly, the worst feeling ever. And for like to be that young and not know what's going on was also scary at the same time. So I had done like an endoscopy, which is like a camera from your nose. They put a little camera in your nose all the way down to your throat to see um, what's in your throat, if there's anything there. And there was nothing there. They did x-rays, they did, um, I forgot what that test is called, but where you, you drink something, you have to drink something, and I think it tastes like orange crush, I don't know, it's horrible, and, and you, um, and then they do like, I don't know, they put you like on a table kind of thing, and it moves, and they do x-rays, anyways, I did the whole shabam, they checked everything, they even did allergies, just everything, so at the end, they diagnosed me with anxiety disorder. So it was generalized anxiety at the time. 
and I didn't know what that was at all. I was like, what is this? You know, like I'm a kid that I have no idea what this is. They're like, are you stressed? Is there anything? In like, honestly, there was nothing that I could think of at the time. I just think that what happened is I, I remember the first time I got that um, feeling was when I was eating uh, a sandwich at my friend's house and I choked, like I kind of choked, like it didn't go down the right the right uh, tube I'm guessing and I think that's what triggered it so from then on I had anxiety and my doctor had put me on medication she actually put me on Prozac um, I was on 10 milligrams and she put me to 20 um, and she even hospitalized me because um, what happened was I, I, I couldn't eat because I felt like there was something stuck in my throat so I couldn't eat and I became too, like, too thin, underweight. And they had to hospitalize me to get me back, like, you know, start eating again and to make sure the medication's working. So they did that for about a week, two weeks. And then when I got out, I was like, back to normal. Life was great. Nothing like it's, it was like, it was completely gone. And I was like, on yeah, I'm telling you, I thought of my doctor, I called her like, wow, she's like an angel. I'm like, thank you for this. It was completely gone. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, you know, different things happen, different stresses happen in life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it doesn't stay that way. But yeah. the thing is, because I was doing so well, my doctor wanted to maybe take me off the medication and see how I would do without it. So I think this was like five years later um she decided to take me off the medication so I got off the medication for a year I was doing fine and then all of a sudden it came back mm. and it came back with a vengeance <laughs> so this time it was different it was like the throat thing but it was also like heaviness on my chest mm. I felt like I couldn't breathe um I felt dizzy nauseous it was like just like everything all together so naturally they put me back on the medication and uh, that's it so I went back on the medication um, I stayed on it for a while on a low dose I did well and then some stress happened again and I wasn't doing well and they thought maybe hey this pill is not for her so they decided to switch me to another medication <clears throat> and at the same time for sure I was getting therapy um, but they say you know medication therapy it works together for sure. Um, and they had to switch my medication. It was like such a like up and down story, but just to say, um, I'm, I've gone through also like a depression and it's because yes, because of the anxiety. Yes. Because of things happen in life, but I learned to cope with it and stay on my medication, same dose. I didn't raise it or anything. I had, I had a, actually a psychologist that helped me through it a little bit. And then uh, through self-help books and um, yoga, breathing, exercises, um, I really learned to help myself uh, control like the panic attacks and the anxiety. And of course I'm still on medication, so that helps as well. But I mean, you know, you have to learn like a technique that's, right for you some may work some may some may not but you know you have to try to find the one that works for you 
And uh, yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at right now. And the only thing is I've also grown to have like a little bit of agoraphobia. Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's on a different level now. Yes, but thank you so much for sharing all that because seriously, it's so common and I think people don't understand. A lot of my clients come in and they're like, you know, oh, I'm here for anxiety and then, you know, things get better for a period of time and then they don't again. And I think that people don't realize and it's so important to talk about that it's not linear, that recovery and life in general is not linear. It's a roller coaster ride and it's always going to have its ups and downs. And so I'm just so thankful for you for sharing that because I think it's something that so many people need to hear. I have, especially working with adolescents and sharing about as that happened for you in adolescence, that like parents will come and be like, Oh, my kid was doing so much better. And then all of a sudden what's wrong. They're not doing better anymore. And I'm like, that's, you know, because our expectation is one thing doesn't mean that that's that's what it is. So it's a roller coaster. Honestly, it's a, I've accepted it. I know that it's part of my life and it's always going to be there. And it's a roller coaster. Some, sometimes some days I'll feel better. Some days I'll feel bad. And it's just what it is. And, you know, I have to learn to cope with it. And at the same time, you have to <clears throat> choose like something that works and then make it part of your lifestyle kind of thing. Yeah. I, I love that so feel, much. Yeah. Cause I feel like, you know, when you stop doing the breathing exercises, when you stop the meditation, um, it tends to come up. Oh, there's my puppy. <laughs> it tends, sorry about that. It tends to, um, it tends to come back like either with a vengeance or like, it just tends to come back and you're like, Hey, I was doing better. What happened? Just like you mentioned before. So yeah. I feel like you kind of got to make it part of your everyday life. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a part, this is not who I am. This is something that I deal with, but it's okay. It's not, there doesn't mean anything about me as a person that I deal with this. Everybody deals with something. So I love that you said that. Um, So now you are like an entrepreneur. You're doing this social media management and website design business. And I would love to hear more about how has the anxiety, how has that impacted your work at if at all, or how have you kind of, kind of pivoted from all the things that you've gone through and kind of channeled it into what you're doing right now? Yeah. So actually what I was was a daycare educator. Um, and then from there, because of my anxiety, um, I had to figure out something that I would, you know, find and work from home. <clears throat> so what I did was, um, I kind of looked up things and what really attracted me was like the, the advertising, the social media, um, the marketing aspect of it being online. So, um, I had found this actually job on Kijiji where it was this guy who was, um, he had a company and he would help builders sell their homes. So I was basically finding people online to buy those homes and then you'd make a commission per sale. So I was doing pretty well. And I, then I started having real estate agents come to me and be like, Hey, can you do that for my listings too? You know? So it kind of grew from there. And eventually I kind of niched down to what I wanted. And it's really like, I work with like women, women, uh, printers. Uh, yes, most of them are real estate agents or in the real estate industry, but I do work with other people who are not in the real estate industry as well. So, um, the, how anxiety has impacted me. Well, it's 
I got this job, let's just say, because of anxiety, right? Yes. (laughs) So I figured out a way to basically make money. I love what I do, and I am home doing it at my own pace. And uh, it's been been a roller coaster. There was a a whole year that I had gone through um, a depression, actually about a year and a half, and um, I wasn't doing so well. I lost some clients. Um, I kept maybe one or two clients and I wasn't doing so well, but then eventually I built myself back up again and everything's going great. That is so amazing. And I love your work. I love everything that you're doing. I just, your website and your social media is just so beautiful and I'm so helpful. I mean, I've gotten so many awesome tips from just looking at what you're doing and learning from you and you're always so eager to help. Um, And I just think that's amazing. I love how you said like, this is what I do now is because of my anxiety. Like your anxiety kind of opened the door for you to do this because otherwise who knows? You might still be yeah. in daycare somewhere. That's true. I wanted, I, I wanted to be a teacher when I was younger, so I wanted to daycare, you know, but I'm kind of, you know, happy that I like the fact that I'm running my own business. It's at my own pace. Um, I love helping other women with their business, helping them grow. It's just like a passion that has just, you know, beca- became because I didn't have that before. It just happened. That is so amazing. I love that. And I think that's so encouraging for other people to hear that, like, just because you're struggling through something, if people who are listening are struggling right now with anxiety or depression or something else, they can be encouraged to know that it's not, that's not the end. You know, I think sometimes people feel like this is all there is, and this is how it's always going to be. And like you said, it's a roller coaster. And then it can even be a blessing in disguise where it turns you towards what you're actually supposed to be doing. Yeah, you have to learn how to cope with it, how to live with it. And don't like, feel bad for yourself. I kind of think because a lot of people I know feel bad for themselves and they just and they just uh, stay there and you know don't do anything about it they just stay home and they then they get into this depression and like I know I've been there I've had anxiety since four, since I was 14 years old but like that's not gonna help you it's really not you have to like get up and do something about it Absolutely. I love that. So what would you say, you've mentioned a couple of things, but what would you say is like the most helpful thing that you've discovered that has been helpful to you in your kind of journey um, towards, you know, increasing your mental health? Okay. So at this age, I'm 31. Uh, for me, it's first of all, self-care. Mm-hmm. It's a big one um, where you have to make some time for you, make some time for things that you like to do. Uh, I think it's very important not to forget about you. Um, and then the other thing is the meditation I said with the breathing. That's literally two big things for me. So huge. I'm so glad you said that. It is such a game changer. And I feel like I know it's becoming kind of more popular, but I know that there's still so much resistance to it, especially even if I have clients in my office, they're like, I meditation doesn't work for me. I'm like, okay, well, I want to hear what you're saying, but I also want you to really give it a try because it is so helpful for so many people. Yeah. It, this is the thing with a lot of people with anxiety, they're very fidgety and they're always yeah. thinking and they don't know how to clear their mind. They have to understand at the beginning it's going to be difficult and you know, it's okay. If thoughts pop into your head, just don't get stuck on a thought. You know, there's, there's, you could start slow. Some people think it's like, oh, I can't meditate for hours. All you got to yeah. start is with maybe like 10 seconds or maybe 20 yeah. seconds or even a minute, you know, start with a minute, start slow. 
I love that. It is so true. It's so true. It doesn't have to be the, like, such the black and white thinking that happens for a lot of people. It's like, it just, you can, it can be whatever it is and you can try it for a few seconds or a few minutes. And And what really helps for me is that there's actually apps out there that could help you guide you through it. And that's what I've used. And it's been, you know, that's what I I use till this day. What is your favorite uh, meditation app that you like to use? I like to use the daily calm. Yeah, I love that. That's my favorite. Yeah, mine too. I'm like a yearly member. (laughs) Yep, same here. (laughs) I love it. I tell that all my clients. I'm like, you should download the call app. (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. Awesome. Oh, Tina, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And I am so encouraged by it. I know a lot of people are going to be encouraged by it. Can you just share with everybody in case they, like me, are looking for um, marketing tips and strategies where they can find you online? Sure. So you guys could find me at, uh, sorry, for Instagram, you could find me at Get Social. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Get get Social with Tina, but it's like get.social.with.tina. Perfect. And then, yeah. So you could find me basically on Instagram and I'm also on Facebook. Uh, you could even search me under my name, Tina Ballas. And I also have a Facebook page um, that's, let that's again get social with tina perfect thank you so much for being here you are amazing i'm so thankful that i get to like keep talking to you after this is over and stay friends with you and i just hope that so many people reach out to you because you were such a i'm so thankful for you too honestly i love what you do and you've helped so many people and i love your self-care bestie it's honestly the best Oh, I get those emails all the time. <laughs> You're so sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, we will talk again soon. Thank you so much yes. for being on the show. Thank you. Bye-bye.